Welcome to Iconic, where we talk about all things 13th Age. I'm your host, JM, and with me as always are Nick and Mark. Hey. Hello. Well, we've got a great show for you. We're going to try a new segment here called Random Encounter. And when we get to the end of it, if you like it, let us know. We'll do more of them. If you did not, let us know, and we will not do this again. But the idea with Random Encounter is we're going to try and come up with a encounter location for our listeners. We've had little to no interaction about this aside from some very rough framing. So we're going to edit it down into something usable. And the goal here is to provide a adventure site, rumors, um, adventure ideas, monsters, just kind of create a location that you can drop anywhere in your game to use and to provide at least one heal ups worth of ideas. If you are a patron member and are interested Uh, When we reach certain levels, we'll actually like make these the write ups of these episodes in a usable format to our patrons as well. But for all of those of you listening, just take out notes and you should be able to follow along. So, gentlemen, our broad frame for today's random encounter is a champion tier cursed swamp. Sounds easy enough, right? (laughs) Let's talk about kind of why. Why is the swamp cursed? Like, what what are our thoughts on Mark? You want to start us off here? What what? Why is um, the swamp cursed? It, it's cursed because people, and to make it even more uh, ramped up, children are disappearing, and the belief in the town is that someone, I put an X in there, in the village, angered a spirit of the swamp. It could be a nymph, tree spirit, something that was in the folklore is angered. Not that that's true. But that's the belief that's what's going on. Okay. So it is getting worse. So we, where people don't go outside at night, they lock their doors. Okay. You know. So we've got to start off like our Rendell type. Yeah. Know. Start off our curse is we've got some sort of angered spirit for some reason that's stealing children. Stealing children. Or children are disappearing for some reason. Yes. And if you want to go that dark, then it's people are disappearing. Okay. Where people don't, it used to be just don't go near it. And then it's gotten worse to where, to the point when you arrive in town and you'll have to have why you're there. Um, maybe just passing through. You come in, you're getting ready to have dinner at the end. You see the inn keep going like bar and lock the doors, shut the shutters, they're all barred. And it's kind of odd. Okay. Well, if, Early. You're, if you are going to lean into um, having the children be the ones disappearing, maybe have that be something that's noticed upon entry. You know, there's grownups, there's adults, but there's very few children out yeah. there. And, I, and that's something I try to do with the games. I always try and include descriptions that include, like, what are the children of the town like? So that would stand out in And the dark games. part is kind of yeah. what happens to the children. Yeah. Are they mm-hmm. captured or are they eaten? If they don't want to be eaten and go that dark, maybe Yeah, you got some people. dials there. Some dials. So playing off that, what's, what's another uh, rumor or, yeah, what's another rumor about why the swamp is cursed? One of the rumors that I was thinking through is that, um, especially as the thinking through the villagers maybe talking to each other about why this is going on. Uh, one of the rumors might be that the high druid is sick and losing her control and grasp over the powers of the land. Oh, so maybe maybe something like kind of spinning off that. What if it's what if it's the spirit of the swamp, which is an aspect of the high druid, something is corrupting it. Like maybe maybe to put it in more of a like a like a real world example, the high druid is sick. So that part of her 
body that's sick or has some sort of cancerous or demonic development on her flesh is manifesting in this town, mm. much like uh, like the old legends of like the Fisher King from Arthur. That when the mm-hmm. king is when the king is wounded, when the Fisher King is wounded, the area around him becomes this wasteland, and the longer this goes on, the more it's going to spread. All right, I think we got a we got a yeah. solid solid couple of hooks there, rumor wise. Whether they're true or not, will be up to up to the GM. But again, our goal is to kind of half bake this. We want to give you guys just enough to spark your imagination, give you a framework to kind of go out and go forward with this. So, Mark, your your aspect of the curse of the swamp is that people or children are disappearing for some reason. Yes, that was that's what I kind of came up with. Uh, are, are they disappearing inside the swamp, or are they disappearing from their houses? It started with, say, like a local fisherman who goes out. He disappears, and people go look for him. And then just people who are out outside of town start disappearing. And in fact, maybe when you go and you start actually asking people, yeah, no one's really disappeared from town. It's always been when they left town. Hmm. And you can even have someone where maybe somebody, you know— James, you know, the, the smith actually left to go to another town because he needed supplies or a new hammer. Didn't tell anyone they think he's missing, and he's really not. So some people have missed or are missing for a reason. More of they went near the swamp outside of town. Hasn't really come into town, but they believe it has, so everyone's locked down. Don't leave daylight. You know, it, yeah. it, it grows. It's been growing worse. The people are paranoid, which builds on it. doesn't take much to get people. No, no, paranoid. not at all. Let, um, let's, let's twist it a little bit. What if instead of just being out there in the swamp, what if the swamp itself was moving? Well, I was going to say, what if it was, uh, what if the mist that rises up the swamp, either like right before, like right before dawn rolls out into the village. Oh yeah, and when all it rolls the fog back, yeah. Thing, yeah. And when it rolls well, back, it features I had is it is lights and the fog and yeah, maybe it's not the normal. Yeah, it's March. It's always foggy. No, it's midsummer, and the fog doesn't go away. Right. Mm. Don't go in the swamp, and it's yeah. Maybe yeah. it comes a bit closer to town. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and 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 if tendrils are coming into the town, you know, maybe that's what the PCC. Maybe the PCC, mm-hmm. or or one of the the people in the town sees, you know, their their brother. The, the mists envelop him and they just hear screaming as this one tendril of mist, which is slowly crept into town, now rapidly retreats. Uh, what's the uh, what's the cursed city in Jordan? They had something like that in Robert Jordan's Wheel of oh, Time. I was, I was thinking Petra? I think yeah, that's that, what I was thinking. The kingdom of Jordan. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It's like, well, I don't know about cursed town in Jordan. Um, you you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, now? yeah. Um, With Patton Fane, like he like merges. Don't mention that game. <laughs> don't mention that name in my presence. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But everyone was dead, and you, you had to get inside because the mist came, and even the Trollocs were scared of it because the mist basically ate, ate them. people. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. What's another feature of the swamp that we could add? So we've got we've got this this people stealing mist part of the curse down. Um, I was thinking of something very simple. Um, there are undead in the swamp because basically, but not like not like crunchy skeletal undead. I'm talking like juicy, gooey, covered in detritus and plant growth undead. If you die in the swamp. There's no coming back. Like the swamp keeps mm-hmm. what dies in it. And so that's why the villagers are even more worried is now this undead threat is growing larger and the swamp is taking more people and therefore, in theory, producing more undead. 
I was thinking maybe too also, um, maybe the mists, like if you stare at them closely during the day, they start taking like human-like form and maybe even bearing a resemblance of someone you know. Oh, and trying that, to lure you in? Well, either that or a precursor to which person is going to be taken. Oh, like add, add an intelligence to it. Yeah. Oh, so this, the the fog is intelligent in some yeah, way or so. representative. All right, so let's take a step back for a second because here's here's my <laughs> thought. We've got some great rumors and we've got a really great <laughs> curse. Why? What sets this, besides the monsters that we're going to throw in here, what makes this a champion tier site because this right now has a lot of interesting intrigue, but still could feel like an adventurer tier site. What kicks this up into the next band of, well, we don't just need heroes. We need capital H heroes. Part of it is your, your monsters that you're going to throw at them. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and you have to have more, and I made some notes on some things you might run into, like undead, but that's more of the economy. You make them use some things up in these minor skirmishes, but it's not the creature. Well, let me, let me rephrase it. What, let's, let's look at it this way. What, so in, in, with the icons, we always have the everything will be okay unless. So what is... If the heroes don't get involved, what is the champion tier consequence of leaving the swamp alone? Because if it just eats a town, I feel like that's that's level one to four kind of stuff. How does the swamp threaten something larger than just its immediate area? Mm, what if it's the precursor to a hellhole? Oh, okay. Maybe the creature... Whatever we end up using. Is that first thing that's squeezed out. Because remember, as they start to open up. Well, that the, works with the monster that I'm, I'm thinking of. Okay. The, the, the th- and I have I made up a different monster. Just, yeah. It came to my head, Swamp. Um, but it could could be from the nether hells. Yeah, maybe it's just opened up and some things have squeezed out. And that's why it's corrupt. And it'll spread. Um, we did that one section on the Book of Demons where that one setting... It varied. Remember, it wasn't mm-hmm. a set. Yeah. Th- Circle it on the map. Stay within two miles. You're good. It moves where it's it's growing. It will overtake this town. It just started in a swamp, not in a town. Not every hail hole has to start in a town. Right. Start anywhere. Right. Well, let's. What are some other? Or th- maybe not the beginning of a hail hole, but if we don't correct it, it will turn into a hail hole. Well, let's. If I may, because. Uh, Maybe enough souls have to be taken from this town. Well, yeah, but for the like, ritual instead of a instead of a hellhole, what if we tied it back to the high druid? That if this is some sort of corruption that the high druid is not able to get a handle on, it starts spreading to other major sites that the high druid is involved in. Could do that. Could reverse your idea. Instead of the high druid sick and now the swamp is sick, the swamp got sick for reason X, and now it could it's infecting the high druid. And if we don't fix it. It'll spread to another area. All right. That feels like a champion tier problem. <laughs> and, you know, instead of just having a little bit of a cancerous growth on his arm, it's now in his legs. And well, and forests remember, are dying. Magic is alive in this. Mm-hmm. So the more it's consuming, the more powerful it the gets. The more powerful it's getting, the bigger it's getting, the hungrier it's getting. And soon it's not going to be content with the little village. It's right. going to start going for one of the icon's homes. Let's talk about that real quick. Like, I didn't even think about this. So we've mentioned the Hydruid. What are two or three more icons that we could toss in here? Elf Queen. 
oh, the Elf Queen is a great one. Like this could be this could be near an Elven. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I could totally see this being like a dark elf setting where, cause the dark elves kind of like the, you know, the darker marshier kind of stuff. I was thinking of the Archmage, like this is a, you know, cause he kind of keep from the overworld. He kind of keeps an eye on all of the magical things. This could be like an Archmage experiment that has gone either wildly awry or it's feeding on his network. And the more it feeds, the more it starts crumbling around the edges and the orc Lord starts pushing a little bit farther in. Well, maybe the the swamp isn't necessarily like a, a flat surface growing up and out, but maybe it's growing as like a bubble, and it's growing down into the dwarven tunnels and the dwarven homes too. All right, I think I think we have a champion tier problem here now. All right, let's before we leave the swamp to see to talk about the nearby town. What what are some features we could add to the swamp to make it an interesting and unique environment? I think swamps alone are unique. You know, because you've got the pure water areas, you know, with your cypress trees growing in it, and you've got little islands that you can throw all kinds of little monster villages. Think kobolds. <laughs> yeah, and, and the stereotypical, you know, shifting passageways. You think you know a route through a swamp, and the next day that passageway yeah, isn't it's, there. It's changed. And, um, but as far as a, a way to make it like unique in, in its own and you could always just throw just a different color into the the uh, the fog that's rolling out. You know, rather than it being kind of that whitey, gray, misty uh, color, have it be some sort of, I don't know, like a, a neon green or something like that. Or blood red or something. Yeah. What Cotton if, candy pink. <laughs> what if inside the swamp... So first of all, I like I like the shifting patterns. Like you could base it... That, that, encourages the GM to do a different travel montage every time you go in there because it's always different. Um, I also kind of like the idea of maybe some of those mounds are some sort of like mini, mini monster. Like as you're leaping from mound to mound, oh, that one's alive. And you could run a, a very interesting, uh, you know, cause we're talking about terrains and features. You could run a very interesting fight where the terrain was these little islands that you had to jump through because the water was so caustic or poison mm. that you, you know, it gave you some penalty. So your goal is to be jumping around, but some of those islands are actually the monsters you're fighting. So you're constantly trying to figure out which one's safe, like a little shell game moving it about. Like King of the Hill sort of yeah. thing. Only one person can be safe out of the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, caustic and not just in, oh, you're taking damage, but maybe it leeches your magic. Mm. So things are harder to recharge. Oh, I really like that, especially for the idea that we have this swamp that is eating, eating magic that, okay, if you get exposed to the water, like you roll a one or, you know, uh, maybe we run it something like the tiefling's curse. When you're in the swamp, once per day, if you roll a one through five, the swamp increases the difficulty of your recharge on your magic items for, you know, by one step because, sorry, it it's growing more powerful. I, okay. All right. Now I was kind of thinking just for stylistically, what if it's always night and the stars are always different inside the boundaries of the swamp? So you enter the swamp during the day, but there are these strange eldritch kind of faint dying stars that always, always seem to come through the canopy, no matter what type of day or what time of day it is. And you can make it Maybe a knowledge thing if you have that ability because mm-hmm. you're a wizard and you've studied yeah. in the Arc Mage. Yeah, I look at the constellations. Yeah, this matches stuff from the Fourth Age. Yeah, 
Yeah, it doesn't match the current age. Worth yes. of, you're not necessarily traveling back, but whatever started here, the seed was planted long ago, and it remembers that time. Mm. All right, so we said we had a nearby town. And again, we can theme this town. You know, we you know it's 13th age, so we're not going to give you like maps or stats on the town. If you're if the icon involved in this site is the elf queen, make it a drow town. If the site, you know, the if it's the high druid, maybe it's a bunch of shifters or lycanthropes, um, or even just a band of outcasts. But well, let's come up with some reasons why. Aside from, hey, there's this weird. T- Swamp outside the town. What are some reasons that actually let's start here? Why can't the people just leave? Like what why is the town here? What's the reason that the town is on the edge of this swamp despite all of this stuff that's going on? Cause Cause so, <laughs> so building on the idea that maybe this is the the effect of something planted a, a seed, if you will, planted uh, ages ago. Um, maybe they didn't realize that the swamp was there and it's slowly just it, it's growing. The a unique feature of the town that I came up with, um, assuming that there wasn't a swamp there to begin with, is maybe there's this this strange forest of singing trees, and this whole town has built up this reputation for the Arbor Choir, and people come from all over to know, listen to the trees sing. Mm-hmm. But now Ooh. that forest is getting consumed by the swamp, wrecking oh, like the livelihood of the the village and all of that. I I had it kind of said as a very uh, instead of a town, large, a gloomy village. Okay. And because it's been such a slowly growing threat, that fog that's come in, it's kind of just everyone's will from fleeing. Oh. They lock themselves mm. in, but they just don't have the will to just, let's just get up and leave. And maybe some people who are missing husbands, wives, sisters, don't want to leave because they right. want to recover them somehow and don't know how. I was also thinking that kind of tying into both of those that maybe because of the magic, maybe because of this proximity to the forest and because of the magic that's being consumed and the stuff for rituals in that swamp Mm. is off the charts. So people come to this town and the town makes their livelihood off people who are looking for reagents and ritual components and Mm -hmm. um, stuff for healing potions. Like it's this this verdant, fecund, magical melting pot that started to go awry. Um, what are some, so let's, let's talk about this. What are reasons outside of the swamp? Nick gave us one, you know, maybe they're coming to hear the, the trees sing, um, or that the, uh, they've been sent to investigate why the trees have stopped singing or that, Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's something like if the forest is large enough on the other side of the the singing wood, the song has changed and somebody's like, well, that's never happened. Um, or aside from ritual components, but I think that would be a great hook for a GM to use. Oh, Maris wants to do this giant ritual. Uh, you need these components from the swamp. Yeah. What are some yeah. other reasons that we could lure adventurers here? Um, you can do as simple as they're passing through it. Mm-hmm. If you don't have any other idea, but to plan that, not just the reagents, but maybe there's a person here. Maybe there's an alchemist who has the reagents you need, and he's here because hey, I can go into the swamp and get these special toadstools that I sell. Right. Maybe he's the person that's missing now. You show up for hey, I'm here for you know alchemist X, and he's gone. 
Mm-hmm. And like, oh yeah, he's the first one to disappear. Well, if you do, uh, one of the ideas I've used as campaign losses in my game is the party gets cursed. This could be well, a the swamps way. already cursed, so you don't have to curse. But me, if yeah. you went and had to go there to get the curse lifted, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. And I'll, you could always use it as a, a complication for your five on an, an icon mm-hmm. relationship role. I mean, if no. this thing is threatening a variety of different icons in a different different ways, um, maybe they're, maybe the favor that they're going to call in for you is that you will go and deal with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what are some we? What are some other features that? Are, so let's come up with a name for this town. What are What are we going to call this town on the outside? And what are we going to call the swamp? No stealing from the Prince's Bride. I know you were all thinking it. <laughs> Swamp of Unending Woe. I'm horrible. Maybe that's the name now. Maybe it was called Glitter Lake, and now it's the Swamp. Ooh, Swamp. I like Glitter Lake. Yeah. It was a lake. It was a swamp. Yeah, it was Glitter Lake, and now it's... Wait, wait I want to put mist in there. because we, We've got the mist. The mists of Avalon. Nope, that's not a great one <laughs> for a swamp. Um, well, what about Mistdale? That's not in. That's not from uh, Forgotten. Probably Realms, okay. Never mind. It's a large uh, world. It, it is sounds familiar. It sounds very. It sounds very Forgotten Realmy. Yeah. Take a name. Add Dale to it. It's, it's <laughs> yes. I think he had a formula. Um, I don't know. When we let our listeners chime in. Yeah. Comment. If you you know we're we're gonna give you the things. Let us know if you end up using this site. What uh what name you would give to the swamp and to the town. Um. All right. So what are some features and colorful NPCs that uh, players might meet? In the town, I had—I mean, I had an alchemist, uh, like a little gnome alchemist. Uh, I like the name Giz, and comes up in my Thirteenth Age games <laughs> it comes a lot. A lot. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I had a human alchemist. In fact, it, to go to another section later, but that—that that first person to disappear is the alchemist that you're looking for has changed, and will be mentioned later in the segment. Um, yeah, other people, I don't. You, you can have interesting ones. You can have. Or if you're going to put one person in the town, I think it'd be cool to have uh, a small temple to the crusader, like a, uh, a small, a small little chapel to the dark gods, not in a sort of creepy. This is really what's going on sort of way. But like, listen, this has become so harsh that the people don't worship the gods of light anymore. Like the, the dark gods are the ones who have the power to keep the swamp at bay. And they've sent this fairly new and impromptu. Yeah. And they, but they've sent this like really old cantankerous half orc. Uh, he can't, he used to be a paladin, but he's kind of broken from so many times into hell holes that they're like, yeah, you get to retire at the end of the edge of this cursed swamp. We're kind of hoping it takes you out. (laughs) Uh, but he's converted at least a number of the people, like the people who actually have the the will to fight against the swamp and are staying for their their loved ones, not just like waiting for the mist to take them, have kind of latched on to this, this belief in the dark gods. So let's think about, um, say, Jax, the uh, the innkeeper, who was almost taken by the mists, and in, and he opted to sever his own leg in order to escape it. And now he walks around on a peg leg, which if he stands still too long, it starts humming. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. What about, what about, uh, a, uh, a young, naive, maybe not naive, a young and bright eyed 
um, Elven Druid, who is like, I'm going to clear this thing. Mm. And she ends up kind of, I mean, could be a, she, you could use her as a major ally of the party. She could be making matters worse by just meddling with things she doesn't know. Or she could be like, like, no, this is really what's going on. And if you guys don't stop it, here's the consequences of it. Or maybe something went Ari and she finally realized that she's in over her head. Yeah. What if the, the, as a feature, what if the, the swamp has started to make, uh, the mists are also going underground, like you said, and they're starting to make tunnels and passageways underneath the town and something gets unearthed. Mm. Or buildings start collapsing or, or something. Even just having, yeah. if there are uh, underground areas, the mists aren't just above ground. They're unnatural and they go underground and inhabit cellars and tunnels. And So yeah. it's not safe to go anywhere. It's not safe to go anywhere under. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Have to keep the lights on, lots of candles, keep the fire roaring, keep it away. And they're running out of fuel. Yeah, because, you know, the trees are over there by the swamp. Very little furniture left. Awesome. Let's talk about what is in the swamp, because our goal is to provide at least one heal-up's worth, worth of encounters to deal with. And now we've we've got the we've got kind of the outer band and maybe that's what's keeping the more more people from finding out what's really in the swamp. Some champion tier undead encounters around the edge. And if we write this up, we'll actually put together an encounter of interesting champion tier undead. Keeping in mind like the curses, keeping in mind the rumors, keeping in mind all of this stuff. What what is, what are the players going to encounter in the swamp and what's actually going to what are the reasons they're there well i like the undead mm-hmm. and i like the squishy wet not dry bones um we could always add a a nastier special to all the undead that we use where like when you hit them uh when they get hit reduced to zero they kind of they rupture and you have to make a save or else you get like a disease penalty until your next heal up almost like the brew in 13th age glorantha like no these are these are disgusting undead these are not the nice dry yeah i'm gonna crumble when you hit me these are gonna burst like an overripe uh and maybe they're resistant to fire because of that yeah they're yeah yeah for or even reasons yeah. or even even uh you know, zombies but cold have, would would zap them more. Yeah, we could we could slow them down. Do some vulnerability. We could also say like you know the uh, some of the undead have the rule like the zombies where if you crit them, they're dead. You know you you don't do damage. You just crit them. Not these guys. They're so wet and sticky that even a crit, it's not going to outright kill them because you're just they're 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 too damp and have too much density to them to just one shot these things. Sure. Sure. Or yeah. maybe they're whatever moisture is trapped inside of them, keeping them damp and mucky is uh, like super sticky or something. Yeah. And so if you strike it with a melee yeah, weapon, just, you've got to well, say, uh, you're, you're roll an uh, easy save to recover your weapon. Otherwise, you forfeit it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on a certain roll, because if we did that with yeah, every hit, yeah. it would it would it would bog the game. <laughs> it bog the game down. <laughs> no, I mean you can make them resistant to, to the damage. I mean, think yeah. when you go camping, have you ever picked up that that wet kind of rotten log mm-hmm. and you try to chop it? And your axe just kind of bounces off mm-hmm. and doesn't damage it as much. Yeah, give it, make them resistant, resistant, that kind of thing. So I like those. Um, okay, what, what do you got? Uh, I like frog folk. Kind of mm-hmm. goes with the swamp. That's um, me too. Temple of the frog folk. Examples are in there. Sahuan, or however you pronounce it in your game. Sahagan. Sahagan. Isn't that Michigan? Sahagan. 
I don't know, Nick, you're from Michigan. Muskegon. Muskegon. So, you know, just south of Muskegon. It all, it all happened in <laughs> yeah. uh, Lake Geneva. So, yeah, right? right. Like, yeah. Um, I also like kobolds because you can never have too many kobolds. You can never have too many kobolds. And I think the traps would work, the trap mechanics would work very well for a themed, not so much that the kobold is luring you into a trap, but the kobold has lured you into just like a natural swamp feature that yes. pops out and does And the these are threats. But they're to me they would be independent of the the curse that you're trying to solve. Right. So and if you want, you can even develop the point where okay, there's something we have to fight, but maybe they're being affected by the curse too. Mm-hmm. And you can make allies with the kobolds because they're having people disappear, and this is not the this is not the cheery swamp we moved into. Right. <laughs> you know, just depends on your flavor. Uh, of group now and you, all those reasons to, to yeah. ramp up to different levels. Now you were saying that you had a you had a monster that you would make in mind the, for the, what's going on. When you first on. came out with this, and we look at our notes uh, in our preparation, I know some episodes kind of meander, so you wonder these guys have any notes at all. Yeah, <laughs> we actually do have notes. When you said swamp, first thing that came into my mind was creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay, so you've kind of statted up some creatures from the back. Uh, had some ideas. The Sahigan. Yeah. Is a base. We're, we're to just one. pronounce it differently every time. <laughs> that's right. That'll throw your um, players off. Just that's a uh, little GM tip. Just pronounce the monster differently every. Yeah. every or you time. could. You, yeah. I, I thought about that as a base. Nymph is a base. You could take chaos demon touched. Um, came to me as we were talking here. The alchemist. You go for something. He's the first one to disappear. Well, you know what. People really think about it. The curse never happened until he disappeared, and he has been chaos transformed. Mm. And he's too scared to come back. And he has a little bit of sanity left, so he tries to stay away. But sometimes the need gets there. And as he tries to go back to town, the mist precedes him. And he grabs people, wants to break free, but can't because he's cursed. Yeah. And you stand it up kind of how you want. But there, there's. So we do our right up, so stand up. Yeah, I can stand up yeah. something. Awesome. AC 29. Yeah. Resistant yeah. everything. Yeah, 1,300 hit points. <laughs> yeah. Easy saves on all this. Yeah, it seems perfectly fair. Yeah. Yeah, reflects all and think, you know, all techniques. Thirteen true ways is you know plus it up. There's a lot of things in there. Mm-hmm. What about you, Nick? What are you thinking? Well, the the context of uh, the curse maybe transforming the area. Um, I took a look at the predatory plants in the bestiary on uh, page one sixty, and um, they're slated more toward higher level adventurer tier. So it'd have to do with some adjustment to make it to make them champion tier. But um, I was thinking even having a, a plant or or something that you'd have to go in for a ritual. Um, this plant has suddenly been transformed, and instead of producing these pods that you would need for uh, your ritual, is actually producing these malevolent um, creatures um, that continue to swarm and. Continue to appear out of seemingly nowhere. Um, the other monster that I looked at, which was on the other end of the spectrum, which would be um, a challenge for Epic Tier, it was from the Bestiary 2, and it's the forest that walks, and it's the embodiment of mm-hmm. a past fallen Hydruid. And maybe that would, if they didn't deal with this situation, maybe that's what this would end up growing into. Very cool. Uh, my thought was if we, uh, I really like. The idea of a fallen Lamasu, like this celestial being that has has fallen from grace somehow. And when it impacted Glitter Lake, you know, before maybe maybe we go back and lay some rumors for uh, a star that fell Mm. from the sky five or six generations back and slowly has been transforming this 
this lake. So you have this once celestial creature that's now bound to the mud. I mean, they already don't like coming to the mortal world because it's so dirty and filthy. So you have this thing that's been like corrupting the area. And to make it really interesting, I thought about, well, what what goes good with swamps? If the Labasu is the source of the curse, then the Naga are like worshiping or working with it to expand the swamp. And I think that would make a really tough and really interesting fight pairing up the Naga and the Lamasu. All right. Well, I think, I think that satisfies all of our, I think I've scarred my group back when we did three, five, I, I threw the Naga at them. So I think if I threw a Naga on the table, they would just run because they were pretty scarred after one fight. Yeah. Naga are, are no joke. <laughs> well, let's, let's wrap it up here. I mean, I think we've got, Great hooks. I think we've got great backgrounds. I think we've got four solid encounters. We've got, uh, you know, the undead uh, with cobalt traps, which I think is just <laughs> amazing. We've got the creature from the Black Lagoon who may or may not be working with the the Naga cult or yes. uh, or the Lamasu. And then we've got just so like we have to have a way then that we reverse the curse for either right. my alchemist mm-hmm. or your celestial. Yeah. Well, and we've got the we got the Nick's encounter is kind of the swamp coming to life and attacking mm-hmm. you. So that's that's a full heal ups worth of or ours a redemption. His we just burned the place down. Yeah, it just burned the place down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's if just you can survive long enough. Right. Yeah, it's just an effect of the yeah, yeah of what's going on. So what's really going on here? Like, how do the players? And again, this is just much like much and much like many things in Thirteenth Age, our spitball here of what's really going on. You guys can take this and run with it however you you like. Um, but, like, how do we tie all of these loose ideas into a cohesive adventure? So the players arrive in in the town. In Mistdale. In Mistdale. Until you guys come up with a better idea. That's right. And they, they arrive in Mistdale, the swamp formerly known as Glitter Lake. They see the effects of this. They're either here because of that or they see the effects as they come into town. We kind of have our ideas planned out. You know, they kind of go in. They have an encounter with undead. They get lost in the swamp. Swamp attacks them. Then they fall into this creature from the Black Lagoon slash Naga things. We could even do like a fifth encounter where like while they're in town, the mists attack. And Mm -hmm. so like the mists are just strong, you know, just solid enough that they can grab people, but they can also... Uh, players can can drive the mists back, and that would be a fun encounter to say, "All right, here's twenty peop- twenty NPCs. Here's you know five NPCs. The mists have come into the into the inn. If you don't do anything, they will take the NPCs. What do you do? I could even run that as a montage. That's what I was thinking. Oh yeah, like as a montage. Don't even make it a fight. Make it a montage and make it go around and how they use their abilities. How? Do oh, they that's stop even it? way better. That way you can use the fights in the swamp. Yeah. No, I totally like that. So. What, how, can, can the players drive off the curse? And if they can, what are three different ideas that we could give GMs as this is what cleanses the curse? So just as the PCs get to the Naga temple, the only way to lift the curse is to sacrifice the demonologist's two-handed crystal sword (laughs) and break the curse. So sacrifice a magic item. Sacrifice a magic item. Powerful. Powerful magic magic item to break the curse. To break the curse. Probably something associated with one of the icons that have intervened to help the PCs stop this, like the High Druid or the Dwarf King or the Elf Queen, something like that. I like that. I like that a lot. 
So I, I like your idea of the alchemist who maybe maybe an experiment went wrong and he's lost his mind and he's the the magic has taken over him and is acting out through him in this way, um, and just sane enough to know where home is and going after that. So maybe it would involve tracking him down in the midst of this, um, subduing him enough to be able to perform some sort of ritual of cleansing upon him and free him from whatever that curse is. Uh, Driving the sword into his heart. No, that's right. Well, and maybe, (laughs) maybe actually slaying him would unleash the magic's full potential. And so maybe you don't want to actually slay him, but you actually, but you need to somehow purify him. Well, and I think like if we go with the Lamasu as the source of the curse, it's not going to be as easy as just like, if you just kill the Lamasu, great. It's not going to get any worse. And maybe the Lamasu's intelligence is really what's driving the mists. So it's not getting any worse, but it's not going to get better. But I, I mean, we set up this swamp with the reagents. It would be interesting if with each encounter you gave the PCs a local reagent that had an effect on the battle, but each of those components could be used in a ritual to kind of cleanse the swamp mm. at the very end, maybe restoring the Lamasu, maybe just restoring his body and death to where it belongs. But you could put a little reagent as a as a terrain effect in each of the encounters leading up to the final encounter. And then just, you know, tell the PC this is you said a ritual of cleansing. The bonuses to the ritual come from using the stuff that's already in the swamp. Sure. I feel like I would use this adventure site, but that's because yeah. I helped make it. But. <laughs> yeah. I think it's good. I think it probably just needs a little bit of polishing, but um, yeah, I think we've got a really good foundation for it. Excellent. Well, if you guys if you guys like this episode, as I said, let us know. Uh, we've got a couple of ideas for doing more of these random encounters going forward. If they're helpful, if they're not helpful, we'll try something else new. As always, thanks to Pelgrain Press and Petri's Family Games for sponsoring us. And if you're at all interested in supporting the show, please check out our Amazon referral program or our patreon page you can find links to both of those in the show notes and on our website thanks for listening well you've been listening to the iconic podcast if you have any questions comments or feedback you can contact us at iconicpodcast at gmail.com or call and leave a voicemail at 720-924-1706 and be sure to check out iconicpodcast.com for news updates and new episodes thanks for listening